There are two types of people in the world, people who love personality tests and people who don't. All these crazy things that we're always asking ourselves. Quizzical? Cheers. Hi, I'm Danny. Hi, I'm Erin. And this is Quizzical, the podcast where we take assessments, quizzes, and tests, and we just use them as an excuse to get together and hang out. Yeah, and talk about said tests. Yeah. Um, so, disclaimer, this is our first episode. <laughs> <laughs> to all our followers out there. <laughs> to all of our followers, <laughs> us. Um, so, it might sound weird, but we're going to give it a shot. Um, okay, so the MBTI. Yes. Also known as the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. Wait, and I was reading about this a little bit earlier, and I thought it was interesting because it was developed by a mother and daughter. Oh. And it was like Catherine Briggs and then her daughter something Briggs Myers. So she went by Briggs Myers, but they named it the Myers Briggs. I just thought that was weird. That is a little weird. <laughs> I wonder why they did that. A little that. fun fact of the day. Yeah. <laughs> fun fact of the day. Um, yeah, so this, this is, how, do you know in your research, like, how old this test is? Or? Um, I'm gonna, I forgot. Yeah. I was meant to, like, look that up exactly, but it's quite, a, it's pretty old. It's, um, the woman who came up with it, um, did so through Carl Jung's philosophy. Mm-hmm. So he had this, like, whole thing about personalities and all this, and so they took that and then created the quiz from that. So it was around his same time, so obviously he's a old school. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's pretty cool because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I didn't, I took one, no, I took two psychology tests mm-hmm. or um, courses in college, very intro level. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they talked about this. Yeah, I it, think this is the biggest one, like, mm-hmm. of all the personality tests. Everyone, I feel like, at least knows of the MBTI. Yeah, I actually had to take it um, for my first job out of college. I had to take a couple of different assessments, mm-hmm. and this was one of them, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. Um, I've also seen, like, jobs... Like, if you are these MBTIs, then we would like you to, f- to apply. Like, they are looking for certain types in particular. That's really smart. Which is kind of like. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, okay, so my, so Lindsay, um, uh, she was dating someone and he asked her what her MBTI was uh-huh. or something to see if they were compatible before they even went on a date. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. Were they? I don't obviously I guess not. <laughs> not together. He's like, oh no, it's not gonna work. <laughs> She's too extroverted. That's funny. Yeah. Makes um, sense though. Yeah, I mean, it's really funny to kind of put such the things that you, you when you interact with someone, it's just, you know, how you feel about someone mm-hmm. and what you know, it's your interpersonal interactions, but it's being all put down on a paper in percentages and numbers and letters, and it feels impersonal, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. Very scientific. I wonder if there's, like, MBTI, like, compatibility yeah. breakdowns. Oh, I bet. There has to be. There has to be. Hmm. Actually, I think I think we might be able to touch on that a little bit. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so the experience of taking the test. Um, we took the test on 16personalities.com. It's a free website. Um, you just have to provide an email address, which is how you get your results. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever been marketed to from this Mm-mm. website. Yeah. It's like the one spot where it says you can sign up and you don't click it and they actually still don't send you things. Yeah. It's really nice. Actually. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. It's a really awesome website. They claim it takes less than 12 minutes, which I think is true. I took it again today. Uh-huh just to kind of refresh and see if it was all in check. Um, 
So yeah, it was a, it's really quick. It's a seven scale response, like positive and negative statements mm-hmm. that you're relating to. They try to have you avoid neutral. So I did that. I feel it's like... It's hard I, sometimes. I, yes, I'm so <laughs> bad at avoiding neutral. Um, I'm sure reasons why we're like that will come up in other uh-huh. assessments. Uh-huh. But it's hard for me to avoid neutral too. Um Okay, so, yeah, I don't think it took me very long either, which is nice. It's kind mm-hmm. of a non-threatening way to just do something that's a little bit more in-depth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and it's free. And I t- I've taken this test from 16 personalities three times over the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice that they don't, like, limit you to how much mm-hmm. you can do. Um, but... Yeah. Do you want to talk about our results? Yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk about it. Okay. Well, I'm kind of curious of your differences with the three two. I could not find my last ones for the life of me. I knew what it was because I read every word of it when I took it last time. Yeah. Um, but this percentage breakdowns and everything because I think last time Jerry got on it after me and changed the results, so it was never saved. Uh... But anyway, like I'm I'm the same. ENFP. ENFP. Mm-hmm. I am in uh, ESTJ. Okay, what does that mean? Wait, so, re- wait a minute. What, so, should we back up? Should we back up? Well, I, no, I just think it's really interesting that we only have one overlapping trait. ENFP. Wow, that is weird. Isn't that weird? That's weird. Or is it? I mean, uh, I feel like it's weird. I don't know. But, yeah. Huh. So, so, I guess maybe we should talk about what they... Are. Let's, what let, the hell that means? <laughs> yeah. So well, let let's go. Let's say what ours are, and then we can kind of. Because do you have the breakdown of your percentage? I, I have the percentage. Yeah, and then I have little um, explanations of what they all are. Okay. Cool. So yeah, let's start with the first one, which is E. The mm-hmm. other option is I, mm-hmm. and that stands for extroverted or introverted or extroversion introversion. Mm-hmm. And the way that when this one source says kind of explains it says that this extroversion-introversion uh, signifies the source and direction of a person's energy expression. An extrovert's source and direction of energy expression is mainly in the external world, while an introvert has a source of energy mainly in their own internal world. Mm-hmm. So they call it the mind. It's the trait that determines how we interact with our environment. Yeah, and I feel like this, this of all of the four options is probably the one that is the most well known to people who aren't into assessments and stuff mm-hmm. like that introvert extrovert um now there's new ones like amnivert or whatever am, ambivert what or whatever where you're both you're both okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> but this is just either either or so i got 76 percent extroverted this time around what did you I get 74 okay so pretty close yeah and pretty high yeah I, I consistently score pretty high on this one, looking back at the last ones. I think I do, too. There's, like, a couple that are right in the middle, but extroversion's always I bet you clear. the ones that are right in the middle are similar to mine. Uh, probably. But, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very clear on this one as well. Yeah, and I think, like, questions that you come across in this with regards to the E versus I is, like, you know... Um, sometimes I prefer like a really good book rather than a social event, mm. like obvious things. And it's, again, it's not like you're shy or outgoing necessarily, even though there's commonalities, but it's more like you get your energy from people mm-hmm. or from being with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important distinction. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And it's really interesting too, though, because even though, excuse me, I have a high extroverted percentage, I absolutely 
like to have alone time yeah and be by myself and whatever um though maybe it's not necessarily getting energy but more of a I don't know relaxation I don't know if Mm -hmm. that counts as maybe recharging but um I definitely do enjoy that still Mm -hmm. so it's interesting to see how they put you on the scale yeah how we interact with our environment I don't know yeah Mm -hmm. I mean I think I enjoy my alone time too but I think we would both just outwardly be considered extroverts yeah I think you're right I mean, we're doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hear our voices. <laughs> Listen to us. <laughs> um, okay, well, all right. So how about the next trait then, since, you know, we're pretty clear on what introvert, extrovert is. So the next one, um, well, that one was mind. This is under energy. And it says this trait shows where we direct our mental energy. So the two options here are sensing, which is an S, or intuition, which is an in, um, and it represents the method by which someone perceives information. Sensing means that a person mainly believes information he or she receives directly from the external world. Intuition means that a person mainly believes information he or she receives from the internal or imaginative world. Mm-hmm. So this is, I think, a classic example of like, facts are facts, and it is what it is, and that's sensor. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's an S. Yeah. And then an intuition person is like, ah. Does it feel right? Maybe not. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really interesting. So where did you fall on this scale? So I was 62% intuitive. Okay. So an N, but kind of close. Okay, so I'm 54%. They So um, 16 personality says it's observant. Ah, okay, yeah, I, I noticed that was a discrepancy. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of those, so yeah, but still, yeah. Yeah, so pretty pretty close on the cusp there. I actually um, was an ENTJ when I took it for my first job mm, okay. um, out of college, so I kind of flipped back and forth on a couple of these, and that, that is one of them, though over the last year and a half, I have been more on the um, observant or S side. Do you feel like that resonates with you? In your daily life? Um, like, do you see that change making sense? Or is it just kind of, uh, you're kind of, depends? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it makes sense, the trend. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that it pushes the overall personality assessment of, for example, the ESTJ is, quote-unquote, the executive. Mm-hmm. I think, which is very black and white, logic, blah, blah, blah. Which, you know, I, I do prescribe to, mm-hmm. but... Um, it's very black and white, and I feel like I'm way more flexible than what the assessment is showing. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's kind of why I'm thinking, oh, well, maybe if I was still an N, it wouldn't reflect so much as this uh, very strident black-white mm-hmm. facts are facts kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, but, I mean, as a whole, I, I would say that I I don't necessarily disagree with 54% observe it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like you said, it's just right there. Mm-hmm. Did you select a lot of neutrals, or did you try not to? I tried not to, but I did end On up... some? Yeah, for sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like you are very intuitive. I'm, I'm almost surprised that it's not more. That low, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wish I had my last results. Um, yeah, no, I think intuitive fits with me. But I think that's, like, you as, like, a... I can kind of see both ways. Because it's, like, yeah, I want to hear your facts. But yeah, 
I don't have my own opinion, but I still respect what you have to say, and I still respect like what's what the world is, even though it's more boring. It's <laughs> more <laughs> boring. I think I think if I understood the quiz a little bit too, like that are certain questions. I don't know if you remember is like um, like abstract ideas. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's part of kind of this line of thinking. Like, mm-hmm. do you real do you enjoy abstract concepts mm-hmm. and like things like that? And I feel like yeah. I've kind of gotten less interested in it in a way maybe um because I enjoy reading about it but it like coming up within myself so I feel like I just I'm not very good at it mm. and so maybe that's part of why it's smaller than it could be yeah no it, it is interesting how taking these kinds of tests force you into an answer that mm-hmm. you want to add context I know to, I'm like but know? but yeah yeah <laughs> but no okay fine neutral <laughs> Um, okay, well, how about the next one? This is um, T or F. T or F, which is thinking or feeling. That's what they use in this one too, right? Mm-hmm. So this is, um, we've covered mind and energy. This is under nature. It says this trait determines how we make decisions and cope with emotions. So thinking and feeling represents how a person processes the information. Thinking means a person makes a decision mainly through logic. Feeling means that, as a rule, he or she makes a decision based on emotion, as in based on what they feel they should do. Mm-hmm. I'm 86% feeling. So. <laughs> is that your strongest yeah, percentage? that is for sure. Okay. So I've, I've always been a pretty hard... Feeler. F. Yeah. I So I'm 51% thinking. Okay, so another yeah. tight one. So the, I actually was on the other side of that in... 2016 also 51% oh okay interesting yeah so um which is interesting because Mm -hmm. I do feel like I land on the thinking side a little bit more I would have guessed yeah yeah um but you know something has to feel right to for me to be really gung-ho and committed Mm -hmm. so it was interesting to kind of straddle those two because I thought I'd be higher on the thinking side Mm -hmm. but I mean the last few that I've taken definitely have shown me that that's not necessarily true yeah I guess that's how they kind of they take what you're saying which sounds like it's like you come up with your the way you feel but then you kind of use that to go forward Mm -hmm. and so maybe that's a big part of it is like yeah, you're using your own feelings to make these decisions, but when it's time, it's like, that's what it is. Yeah. So maybe that's where some of that black and white comes in, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't really know. I'm not a, I don't analyze these things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm very much in the feeling category. Mm-hmm. What does this say? So this is another little chart we found. Um, so... How do you prefer to make decisions? If you make decisions in an impersonal way, using logical reasoning, if you value justice and fairness, if you enjoy finding the flaws in an argument, and you could be described as reasonable and level-headed. Those are all thinking. Which I, I'm like, ding, yes. ding, ding. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then on the F side, it is, says, if you base your decisions on personal values and how your actions affect others, if you value harmony and forgiveness, if you like to please others and point out the best in people, and if you could be described as warm and empathetic, which is, I feel like, very much me. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. So that's, yeah. A, that's a good little breakdown. But Isn't it so hard, though? Because, I mean, 
when on the thing you want to be both yeah <laughs> i know right and it's it's like I'm, I'm level-headed too yeah or i'm i'm warm and empathetic as well you know oh, i'm also cold hard logic but you know it's 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 funny because part of the reason why we love these is mm-hmm. because you get to be put into a box Mm-hmm. You tell me what I am. But then when you get in the box, you're like, I'm not that. Yeah. yeah. Or like, yes, I really like that, but I don't like that part. And you, yeah. you know, it's, it's really interesting because we have this need to really want to understand ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then when the tool that's helping us understand ourselves, we don't necessarily want to agree with mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, whatever, you know? Yeah. And I think this comes up a lot in personally, personality tests in general. It's like finding this balance between what you feel to be true and like, okay, I think they missed the mark here. Mm. Or what you don't really want to accept. And you're like, that sounds familiar, but I don't really like that. Yeah. And like, you know, because I've come up with some personality tests. I'm like, all of this sounds really good, except this little section. I just, I think it's slightly off. I think I'm more of this or less of this. And But it, am I just lying to myself? I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to figure that out sometimes. But if you take a million of them like we do, you kind of figure you it out. You see a trend, for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, well, the so the last one, mm-hmm. it's J or P, judging or perceiving. Yep. And so you're P. I am a P, yep. 57%, so okay. pretty close. What are you? 71. On the J. J, yes. Okay. Always pretty strong on, the, on that one, I think. When I was young and I heard judging... Because I think I, when I took this, like, for the very first time, I always was an ENFJ. Mm. And so I think this F, this JP thing is kind of on the edge for me as well. Um, but I was like, I'm not judging. Like, what does that even mean? You know? Yeah, because it has a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those of you who are asking the same, it says, this trait reflects our approach to work, planning, and decision making. So this is the tactics category. It says, uh, judging and perceiving reflects how a person implements the information he or she has processed. Judging means that a person organizes all of his life events and, as a rule, sticks to his plans. Perceiving means that he or she is inclined to improvise and explore alternative options. So I think this honestly just kind of changes for me on a day-to-day. Yeah. Because I I feel like very... I was joking about this with someone. I was like, I love making to-do lists, and I love having an organized calendar... And I love being neat and tidy and ready to go and planning my trips up to a certain point. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, the day comes and I have all this stuff on my list. I'm like, uh, I'll just like scratch some of them off and move them for another time. Yeah. I'm like the most organized procrastinator ever. Mm-hmm. Like, and I love my trips. Like that was one of those questions is how do you plan your trips? Are you organized or is it kind of free, free will in it? Mm-hmm. And I will plan out all the flights and travel times and like have an idea of how I'm going to get there and have it all organized and ready to go like I'm a pro at that side and then I get there and I want to be free yeah so I have all my arrangements done but I want that flexibility so it's an, it's that's kind of a weird one for me yeah it, it is kind of interesting isn't it because I feel like again mm-hmm. it's complex mm-hmm. right you know you are you you're intelligent and you plan and you kind of have an idea of how you want things to go but you're also spontaneous and flexible and i think it's totally possible to be both things you know mm-hmm. so it's it's tough when it, you're landing on this mm-hmm. scale and it's like i'm both yeah. which i guess is the theme that we've been totally and that finding makes here. sense with the percentages too like mm-hmm. i feel like jerry would be probably 100% 
of the non-planner, mm. the P, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the P? Yeah. Because he wants, he, he's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, he called me at the airport and was like, so I'm standing in line and I'm thinking I'm going to run late. And I was like, you already checked in. Why are you in line? He's like, uh, I don't know. I thought that's what he had to do. I was like, oh, no, just go through security. <laughs> like, he has no sense of, like, yeah. the steps and everything. And he's just figuring it out as he goes. Yeah, he's not He's not thinking through, okay, when I do A, then I do B, then I do yeah. C. He's yeah. like, I'm here at A. <laughs> now what? <laughs> and then I'm sure we have we all have friends who are like, you can't get any time with them unless it's, like, scheduled ahead of time. Yes. I schedule things because I'll forget mm-hmm. and because I like to make time for people and things in my life, and that's how it keeps me on track. But it's, it's always flexible. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I feel like I, I of course, follow more stridently on that kind of planning and mm-hmm. whatever, but a lot of it is just, I mean, it's weird because the way I like to travel, for example, is, I like my depending on the trip, but mm-hmm. for if there's no purpose except for just travel, mm-hmm. my preferred method is get your flight in, get your flight out, and get your first night and last night's stay, and everything else is flexible. Right. You might have a good idea of approximately, a, you know, where you want to go, and yeah, exactly. maybe how long you want to be there, but you leave it open-ended so that you can uh, be spontaneous, mm-hmm. you know, take in new stimuli or new information, and then act on it when you're actually there. Mm-hmm. Um but I absolutely need to know when I'm coming in and coming out, you know? Yeah, so it's, totally. it's kind of being able to blend those things. Yeah. Um, but I also am someone who always, I always go down the rabbit hole of, okay, if I'm going somewhere, this is how I know I'm going to get there. This is how I know I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. And this is who I think is going to be there. And this is how long I think I'm going to be there. You know, just every yes, you little think thing. As, yeah. All your options. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just and totally natural to me it's Mm -hmm. my instinct that's the first thing that I do in whenever I have for example Erin's gonna come over at five okay back plan yes when do I need to have stuff done yes when's she probably gonna be in the uber so that I know when I need to start wrapping my stuff up you know Mm -hmm. all of those things it's just automatic Mm -hmm. so definitely I guess I do follow (laughs) judging yeah yeah and then that's like I think I think the vacation is a good example, but it's also your own vacation. Mm-hmm. But your day to day, I think, is when it really kind of comes out. Like yeah, and if you're kind of getting all of those, five o'clock is this, and then it's five thirty, and then six, and then let's you know mm-hmm. if you're on that schedule, then that totally makes sense. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Um, so on the on the sixteen personalities thing, um, they have all these different. Uh, I don't know your personality type in different situations, friendships, romantic relationships, parenthood, career paths, workplace habits. Did you go through any of these on your most recent taking of it? Um, I did a little bit. Um, I read a lot of it when I took it the last time, and I know it's the same, and it, like, for sure resonated with me. Yeah. Um, so I kind of just glanced this time. Mm-hmm. Did you go over it pretty well? Um, not super thoroughly, because same thing. I actually made... Um, uh, at work, I made, um, I made our team take it because we were having some communication issues. Mm -hmm. So I said, Hey, everyone, let's do 16 personalities. And then, um, we specifically went into workplace habits and also strengths and weaknesses. Okay. um, Perfect. To be, to say, Hey, if this person is communicating this way or not communicating this way, please understand that they're not doing it to be purposely obtuse. Um, it's just part of the way that they 
naturally interact. So let's all be a little bit more forgiving and uh, also more communicative now that you know what your other uh, co-worker's personality type is. You know the information they need to take action. Mm-hmm. Let's all help each other here. So not necessarily trying to justify mistakes, but trying to, I guess, work a little bit better with a better understanding of everyone. And it worked really well for a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everyone always forgets after, like, what, a month, two yeah. months or something. Yeah. So. Um, so it did work. What would you, like, do you think, was there a specific incident that was, like, kind of calmed down by taking this? Like, was there a, just a, mm-hmm. a few... Want to elaborate? Yeah, I honestly don't remember this specific incident, but I was gone. I was out of town. I was with my mom. Uh, we were on like a Alaskan cruise. Where you don't have to, have to deal with this. Yeah, uh-huh. and um, I was just seeing these emails coming in, and I was thinking, okay, because I, me being the type of personality that I am, I was like, oh, I know exactly what this person's thinking. I know exactly what this person's thinking. Why can't they put it together? Uh. And, um, and so... I just chimed in and I said, okay, guys, we got to chill it out. I'm going to help kind of put the pieces together and then let's come together as a team so that we can all kind of talk about this. And it, it did actually work pretty well. Um, everyone was really receptive. Um, I, I, I honestly can't remember the exact instance. I think it was almost a case of too many cooks in the kitchen kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but it, it helped for sure. And, I mean, it's not effective if you don't have steady reminders, though. Right. So, and like, certain people who maybe don't really think about these things in the first place or care to do them in the first place mm-hmm. tend to be the one that needs the most reminding. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was funny because I ended up, so at that time I ended up having a, so, okay, this most recent time it was the executive, the ESTJ and in January of 2016, same thing. But immediately after this incident happened, when I was like, everyone needs to take this, I was different, and it, I was the protagonist, which is ENFJ, and the role is the diplomat. And I really think totally. that, yeah, that the whole going into the test, okay, guys, my whole goal here is for all of us to understand each other, very much influenced my test taking. That's so true. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. I mean, I didn't very hugely, um, but the one... Uh, the two flip-floppers that I normally have flip-flopped mm-hmm. to create this new personality, and it, which was really the role I was trying to play at that time. So it was, it was really interesting. Well, that totally makes sense because you read through some of these questions and they can easily be changed or swayed depending on how you're feeling. Like if you're in a diplomatic role and you see like, I like to create harmony or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're like, fuck yeah, <laughs> highest score for yeah. sure. That's me. I feel day. very strongly. Yeah. yeah, except if you know, every other day maybe it's like a, oh yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> kind of agree. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was really interesting. But I feel like again with this personality, it's kind of it's almost like a caricature of me. Mm-hmm. So when I look at some of these things, like um, friendships, for example. Um, Executives sometimes get a little overbearing in their push for participation, but it's just because they want everyone to have a good time. Hmm. Um, you know, it's I'm not I'm almost never overbearing in any of my friendships, no. but I do want people to have a good time. So I don't know. It's I I don't feel like it resonates totally, but there are definitely some strains. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. And I think I mean they maybe have to 
without, I mean, it's like going off the combination, but it's not taking into consideration like how strong these traits are, things mm-hmm. like that. There's another test we'll take later, but um, the Jordan Peterson one, mm. and that was like these. This, if you're high in this, it usually means this, especially if you're low in this, oh. and that kind of makes it more contextual. Yeah, it kind of makes it more make more sense a little bit in mm-hmm. some ways, and makes it feel personal. Like, oh well, I am both, so that totally res- resonates with me, or. You know, yeah. Um, no, that that makes a lot of sense, and it, it's just kind of interesting too. Because you know what, maybe maybe I should look at it as a little bit more of an extreme example of who I am and help uh, use it to help guide exactly what I do or and whatever. Find that balance. Mm-hmm. So you were saying a little bit earlier, you know, does do they match up types for romantic uh-huh. reasons, or whatever? So they do have um, it's sort of. So for example, do 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 executive uh, <laughs> stubborn. Okay. Uh, firm belief in the rightness, sure. Um, okay, so with this in mind, it is often best for executives to find fellow observant S partners in order to minimize communication barriers ah. with one or two opposing traits to balance their forceful character and provide opportunities for growth. So so they are kind of trying to provide some guidance to the type of partner that could be compatible. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. That is interesting. I wonder if I can find that online. Um, that's under what? Mm. The romantic Re- relationships? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the bottom. So what does it say about your whole personality? Is there like kind of a... Introduction? Yeah, like I know this breaks down like super briefly with some strengths, but does that mm-hmm. one have a good like it does. summary? It does. It's not super brief, but it does have a good summary. So... The very introduction of the introduction is executives are representatives of tradition and order, utilizing their understanding of what it is of what is right, wrong, and socially acceptable to bring families and communities together. Embracing the values of honesty, dedication, and dignity, people with the executive personality type are valued for their clear advice and guidance, and they happily lead the way on difficult paths. Um, and then it goes on, but mm-hmm. yeah. So like it, to me, it sounds like community is a huge um, value and bringing people together but also being pretty loyal to honesty and logic and fairness Mm -hmm. I guess is kind of what it seems like honestly it sounds to me almost like um, like an old-timey village leader type of a person Mm -hmm. Um, which is interesting yeah that is I mean I feel like, yeah, like there's certain things in there I'm sure that are kind of an extreme version or you don't really resonate with, Mm -hmm. but you can see why they're saying that. But I could see, like when you broke it down, the ESTJ for you, like all of those things totally made sense Mm -hmm. in my mind. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Do you have an intro or a breakdown? Yeah. So the ENFP is the campaigner. um, And it says... Which is 7% of the population, apparently. What is yours? E-S... Oh, it's right here. E-S-T-J. 8 to 12. 8 to 12. What's funny is, I don't know about you, but I I feel like immediately when you hear the percentage, you always want to be the lower percentage. You like, do, I'm right? special. Right. Isn't and that I'm funny? Like, yeah, so when I was an ENTJ, I think it was really low, like 4% or something. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking, oh, yeah, like... That's cool. I mean, I don't know why, but I mean, wouldn't you kind of want more people like you out right. there, right? But, it looks like the highest would be like ISTJ, which is 11 to 14. So huh. still, you know, 
Yeah. I mean, there's Everyone 16 Everyone has their small little pie. Yeah. Um, so ENFP, it says, uh, that personality is a true free spirit. They are often the life of the party, but unlike explorers, they are less interested in the sheer excitement and pleasure of the moment than they are in enjoying the social and emotional connections they make with others. Hmm. Charming, independent, energetic, and compassionate, the 7% of the population that they comprise can certainly be felt in any crowd. Oh. So, yeah, it's very nice. That is really <laughs> nice, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I haven't, like, fully read through this time, but mm-hmm. overall I was, like, pretty spot on. Especially the part about the jobs, because last time I took it I was, like, really trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I still am every day. Because, <laughs> because part of it is, like, like, ENFPs have a hard time finding a path. Not because, you know, they don't, like, they... Not for any reason other than everything just sounds cool. So like, why can't we just do all of it, you know? And that's so true. I was like, God damn, that's so right. Like Everything sounds cool. That's awesome. So I just have to get used to that, I guess. That's really funny. Um, okay, so actually I'm just looking at this, um, this page and it says Insight of the Day. And it says executives are, most likely per- are the most likely personality type to enjoy working out. I, I don't <laughs> particularly enjoy working out. That's not you? I wish it was. That's funny. Isn't it? Uh, what did mine say? I did read that on mine. It was like... I'm going to find it. Yeah. Or can you click on it there? Um, be under the campaigner. Campaigner. Personality types. I can hear that. Because I, to- I totally... Related to it, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, actually, okay. I was protagonist last time, so protagonist. We were, we oh. were in the same. We were same in the diplomat category. Yeah. Okay. So, ooh. Okay. Yeah. You read it. Campaigners are the most likely personality type to be interested in exotic countries. Yeah. That's true I for you. Agree. For sure. Totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Campaigners are fiercely independent and much more than stability and security. They crave creativity and freedom. Yeah. That's cool. Little spark of madness. Oh, oh look! I have Famous some cool people. people. Yeah. Okay, so okay, so other campaigners are Robert Downey Jr., Will Smith. Oh, these are all actors. Yeah. Robin Williams, Drew Barrymore, Russell Brand, oh. Tarantino. They're all in the entertainment. Oh, fictional people: Michael Scott <laughs> and Phil Dunphy. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, that is that's amazing. Okay. Okay, who are you? Mine are not. Oh my God, yours are actors. so great. <laughs> Um, okay, so Sonia, Sonia Sotomayor, John Rockefeller, John D. Rockefeller, Judge Judy, <laughs> Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra, James Monroe, Laura Linney, Lyndon B. Johnson, Sir Michelle Gellar. There's some badasses in there. Boromir from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Dwayne Schrute from The Office. <laughs> oh, Claire Tempe, we oh, can be married. We're married, perfect. <laughs> we drive each other crazy. Oh, that's really funny. That's great. Yeah, that I like is how so Will great. Smith is in there because he was one of my first crushes. Really? Oh, that's right. I knew that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that's really awesome, actually. Um, Do you know what Matt's personality is? Yeah. So Matt is actually also an ESTJ. <laughs> Same as me. Perfect. But I feel like, okay, uh, we're a little bit different. I think his percentages fall differently. Uh-huh. He sent me his results um, so I could find it, but I just don't remember. But 16 personalities is this extra thing. It's called, it's like a, I don't know what they call it, but it's the little tag along and it's 
A or T. Mm-hmm. It's assertive or turbulent. Mm-hmm. So it's I think it has to do with decision making or something like that. Yeah, I didn't fully understand that. It's kind of like the underlying way in which all you make your decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so assertive, I think, is when you make a decision and you just kind of stick with it. Mm. Um, whereas turbulent is you might question it. Mm. Okay. After. Interesting. So. I was very highly assertive. Same. Yeah. Yeah. In the 70s. For yeah. Me. That's 85. Mm-hmm. It says, this tree underpins all others, showing how confident we are in our abilities and decisions. Okay, that's a good way to put it then. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, so I think his percentages probably fell a little bit differently than mm-hmm. mine, but it was honestly a little bit surprising when we had the same one, um, which is nice because as you look at the romantic page, it was mm-hmm. saying, okay, you want someone else who's an S so that you can kind of um, break down communication barriers, which every couple has communication barriers. It doesn't matter yeah. what your personality types are. Definitely you're going to have communication barriers. But that was interesting. And then it said to have one or two offsetting traits or whatever. Mm. So for me, I guess I just always need to be in the, <laughs> you know, my diplomat mood or okay. whatever, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. then I would have the offsetting trait. But um, but yeah, it was really funny when I saw his results. That is funny. That's the so my family... I have, it was my mom, myself, my two brothers, and my two sisters took this test. Mm -hmm. Every single one of us were either an ENFP like me, Mm -hmm. or like an ENFJ. I forgot what exactly it was. Seriously? All, yeah, all of us were within one of the two. And your mom, too? And my mom, too. What? Isn't that weird? That's kind of crazy. So, talking about percentages, and like, you kind of want to feel special, that was just like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, together yeah and we're all raised together mm-hmm. and we are very different but we're, we're not so different yeah. either so like your tendencies and your values are very similar yeah. yeah so for us to all fall in one or two categories was kind of hilarious that and i think really it was literally funny. like three and three yeah yeah that's really funny so goes to show you kind of you are attracted maybe mm-hmm. two or ten two people the same personality that's a good point yeah my sister took I don't know if my brother would ever take this but my (laughs) sister took it and she um we always joke that she's becoming me Uh, like we're the same person uh um so she took it I don't know a few years ago and then she took it maybe a year ago and she got closer to my numbers so it's just a continuing joke of oh you're becoming me (laughs) um but I don't I don't mind it it's pretty awesome actually um but yeah I don't know I guess any other takeaways from this assessment? Um, I, there's, like, so much literature on this assessment. It's crazy. Like, if you can't find a job, there are books on finding your job purely based on this. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much information out there, it's kind of overwhelming. But I think it's kind of with good reason because it's, like, whether you like personality tests or not, like, if you have these basic idea of how you operate and then, like, in a work setting or relationship setting or whatever see the differences of how someone else can is how they are and how you can best kind of work with them. I think it's just super important. So I think everyone should know their MBTI. Absolutely. You don't have to be a nerd about it. I mean, you can't. Like with our friends, like, oh, you're totally an ENTP or whatever. Yeah. You don't know me, but you're right. (laughs) (laughs) People like take pride in being able to guess accurately what people are. Which I could, I could see why. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Like you, yeah. It honestly, it's, Maybe a little bit obnoxious, but it's <laughs> kind of exciting. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I mean, I, I feel like if anything, you take this and you kind of become a little bit more self-aware mm-hmm. or you 
use it as a, something to reflect back on yourself. Oh, maybe I do behave that way and that's great. Or, ooh, maybe that's something I could mm-hmm. fix or work on. Um, and anything that makes people more self-aware, I'm a huge proponent of. So Totally. Um, yeah. Okay, well... Um, if you want to take, if you want to take the MBTI, you can too. Um, anyway, just kidding. Uh, you can try the MBTI for free, um, for yourself at 16personalities.com. That's 16personalities.com. And thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) 